name of Lord Jesus Christ, we're going to share this prayer session with a topic, Desiring God. Desiring God. Our journey of faith shouldn't be the way that we are being forced to follow Jesus or being forced to serve. But the true meaning of our faith should be we should ask God to draw me near to you. Ask God to draw us near to him. That should be our prayer. I think a lot of us, when we pray, we only ask God to do things for us or solve our problems or help me to do certain things or guide the holy work. Especially some of you are youth workers. You're always praying for your fellowship, your, your, your own growth, right? But oftentimes we forget one thing which is the most important. We forgot to ask God to draw us near to Him. That is the most important prayer, actually. It's not that we do things for God, but we, what is our relationship with Him, right? Let me repeat. What do you do for God is secondary. But how is your relationship to Him is primary. Right? Just like two persons, husband and wife. What kind of house they live is not important. How much money they have is not important. Or how busy they are doing the housework is not important. The most important. The most important thing is what are the relationships between this couple? Right? Is there love? Is there the motive of everything? Is it love? Is there a bond of love draw this couple together? Right? If there's no love, if the everything is not out of love, if the action is not out of love, then everything is meaningless. So our relationship with God, the most important thing is, is there love between us and Jesus? But the problem will not be on Jesus Christ because He is 100% love us so much to the point that he has died for us, right? He has died for us. But the, but the thing is, are we attracted by his love? Or are we attracted by other things, right? So we want to talk about this very important concept. How do we, uh, I need some help here. I didn't, space, I did the arrow. Oh, okay. So there are two kinds of forces drawing us the desire. Two kinds of desire. When you think about desire, always immediately you think about, oh, bad desire. Desire could be evil, right? But actually, desire itself is neutral. It could be bad and could be good, right? There are two kinds of desire mentioned about in First John. Let's turn to First John chapter one verse fifteen. Chapter two verse fifteen. First John chapter two verse fifteen. Let's all read together. First John two fifteen. One, two, three. Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. There are two kinds of desires here, two kinds of love, which is try to 
draw us at the same time, but they are from different direction. They will draw you to go to a totally different direction. The first force which will draw you closer to them is the well, the well, the physical well. When the Bible says the well, actually it's referring to the well which is under the influence of sin. The well is not the created world that is in the initial form in Genesis chapter 1, but it's the corrupted world already. Sin already dominated. The desire of the well will try to draw you closer to them. Right? This is called the love of the well. Of course, the well was created by God. There's nothing wrong with it. And God put desire in our heart so that we'll love what we see in this world. But however, if the love of the world is too much, then you will have no desire to God, to our Heavenly Father. Just give you an example. When you're hungry, what do you eat? If when you are hungry, you already eat like five bowls of rice already, right? You eat so much fried rice there. Then when you're full, then your mom cooks you something else. You have no, no desire because you already, your stomach is filled already. You, you cannot have both, right? So if your well already fills you, your heart decides on the well, then the love of God in your heart is very little or at none at all, right? Let's read verse 16, which tells you what are the desires of the world. Verse 16, together, one, two, three. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. We all know this verse, but if you think deeply, these are the three things that constantly attract us, draw us away from God, right? The lust of the flesh as young people. So many young people left the church. It's not without reason. A lot of them already engage in, in sexual impurity, have boyfriend, girlfriend outside and commit fornication, right? They pursue the lust of the flesh. And of course, if your, 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 your fleshly desires control your mind, you have no desire to draw close to God. Because these two are contrary, it's opposing forces, right? If you're focusing on the carnal, the carnal needs, then you will not be interested in spiritual needs, right? Because spiritual needs, it looks very boring to you if you focus on your flesh. Like a lot of young people, they are interested in drinking, partying, a sexual relationship before marriage, they're sleeping around. Of course, tell them to come to church, go to draw closer to God. It will be very boring because the lust of the flesh already dominate them. And then the lust of the eyes. Let's see, if you are addicted to porn or you are addicted to video game, all of these are stimulating your eyes, your senses, right? Or some romantic novels or Korean dramas. Of course, I'm not saying that you must not use any of those. Uh, of course, except porn, right? But Korean drama, anything, video games, sometimes you can, you can use. But your eyes is stimulated too much, the lust of the eyes. Or you are focused, always focused on, oh, what, what is the 
trend of the world, what is the most beautiful fashion, the clothes, and then decoration, hairstyle, everything. You focus on those things, your heart is on those things. Now, the pride of the life. Yeah, you may not be following the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes, but you want achievement. Of course, nothing wrong to do good in school. Thank God, yeah, you can do good in school, it's fine, it's good, you get a good job. But if all you want is achievement after achievement, higher and higher, better and better, more and more into the world, you want people to know you, right? You want people to recognize you. You want to climb up. Climbing up in the ladder is your dream. You want accomplishment. Of course, in the eye of the world, that's what people are striving to. But if you are seeking those directions, you have no desire of seeking God. Right? Maybe you just come to the church one hour, drop by, and then immediately you want to go. Even though you are sitting here, you're checking your phone, your mind is thinking about your meetings, your clients, or your school, or your how do you get better? You know, your heart, the pride. Right? Look at so many young children from the young. Many still, many parents train them so many extracurricular activities, skating, you know, drawing, painting, different lessons. Even Saturday morning, still doing those kind of things. Why? Because the parent has pride. The parents want the children to be better, more outstanding. And of course, if you, if you want them to pursue this direction, you will not pursue God. So the world will constantly drawing, drawing us near to it. And what's wrong with it? If you are being drawn toward the world, you are more and more far from God. So you have to check your own position. You have to check, really, you take a As the moment you draw closer to the world, one step closer to the world is one step further from God. That is, you have to check yourself all the time. Right? Good career, thank God. If you got a good job, thank God. But it's your heart. The problem is, it's your heart. Right? The problem is your heart. Where your heart stands. It's just like the spousal relationship. I know most of you are single. Some of the youth coordinator are married, right? This is very easy to understand if you are married. If you are in a, already in a spousal husband and wife relationship. If you and your spouse are very close, this means no other opposite sex can attract you, right? No other, even though they look handsome, but, but, but you tell yourself, actually, compared to my husband, it's nothing, right? My husband is the most handsome, right? Even though he is not, but in your eyes, he is, right? Or oh, your wife, you love her. You're so close to her, even though there are beautiful women there. But your heart, you look at it, okay, that's why I don't want to look too much, but my, I just want to focus on my wife. She is, you keep telling yourself she's the most beautiful, Right? Because this, subject, this is subjective, right? If you believe it is, it is. Right? And you got attracted, and you day and night you talk to him or her, you have so much to talk about, so much to share, even non-stop, talking in the kitchen, talking in the bathroom, talking, sleeping, sleeping together, you know, you don't want to stop, and your car is so close. Then other opposite sex will have no chance to draw you away, very few chance. But if you, you are not close to your spouse, and then oh, when opposite sex come, you allow the opposite sex to talk to you more and more and more and more. 
oh, you're always the sharing the same car, same ride, talk to the, your colleagues for hours every day, and then after, go, go home, you text the person, you know? And then your heart started to grow one step closer to your opposite sex friend or colleagues, one step closer to that person means one step farther away you are from your spouse, right? You're on a linear direction. You can have both. I'm very close to my spouse, and I'm very close to that third person. It's impossible, right? It's a linear, linear relationship. You are either closer to this side or closer to the other side. So the problem of today, our church youth ministry, is not that we are lacking of youth program. We have Bible fellowship. We have senior youth fellowship. We have working youth fellowship. We have, sometimes we have training like this. And then, but the problem is, are we attracted to this kind of thing? Is the youth attracted to join this kind of thing? If they are not attracted by God, then you, it's very hard to pull them here. It's very hard to pull them here. Unless they find it attracted. God attracted them. Of course, initially, you can attract them by your love, right? Oh, if that person didn't come. You keep calling them. You be nice to them. You, you care for them. Yeah, thank God. Initially, using your love, you can draw them to come, to fellowship, to, to, come, to come closer. But if they are not drawn by God's love, it's difficult to keep them long. That is the key, right? So that's why we have to always pray. Look at ourselves first, especially we are youth workers, and we are very important worker of God. This is youth ministry training. You are not only just a youth, you are a youth worker. So if I ask, am I attracted to God? If you are not attracted to God, you cannot bring people to God. That's the key. You cannot just tell people, hey, let's hang out together. Hang out. You tell the lost sheep to hang out. Yeah, it's okay to hang out, right? But hang out 10 times will not change anything. Right? Unless spiritually, you guys have interaction. And then let him or her come back to God. So, let's read verse 17. Let's read verse 17. Together. One, two, three. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. So, John also tells us here, you know, the world is passing away. How do we know that God is the most important in our life? How can we de develop this understanding? Not only an emotional, not only an emotional feeling that, oh, I love Jesus, I come to church. You have to really feel that the world is passing away. You have to really feel that. You really know that. Brother and sister, look at, the, look at what happened in the past two years. Pandemic changed everything. When we, people think the pandemic is almost over, you have Ukraine war. Right? You look at Ukraine. You know, Ukraine was one of the most beautiful countries in the world. All the culture, scenery, and it's very peaceful. Right? But a place like this, and people are beautiful too, right? Yeah. I heard from the internet, people say, oh, Ukraine people are very beautiful, right? The men are handsome, the women are beautiful, right? The building, the structure, the churches, the culture, everything is beautiful. But now it's become of rebels in the rubbish. Everything will go just in the blink of an eye. But of course, there's only a regional war right now, but 
one day will be second coming of Lord Jesus Christ, the whole world will be like rubbish. I will be burned, will be disappearing. So if you think about this, you know if I lose everything, what's left of me, right? If I die tonight, if I die tonight, it can happen to us. Maybe war, maybe airplane, maybe anything. You know, on the way when I come back from 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 San Francisco last week, we stopped by Seattle. When the plane almost descending, suddenly there's a rainstorm, so heavy, shaking the whole plane. And the plane really tried hard to land. Wow, all the people in the plane were so scared because really shaking and dropping. And then almost like landing, oh, suddenly it pulled up again. Wow, so scary. Over the 30, 40 years, past 40 years, only, it happened to me only twice. This is the second time, right? The first landing was failed, and then you go up again. Oh, and they have to pick a big circle. Everybody was so quiet, right? So quiet. They don't know whether the second landing will make it. If, if it didn't make it, it would be a crash. And you no, know, just 10 days ago in China, it crashed in an airplane, right? But of course, in my heart, I think, well, I know it will be all right because God will give this plan to me with the people. But even if not, even if not, I know where I'm going, right? I know I have Jesus. I know I'm close to him. But imagine if I'm not close to Jesus, right? I don't go to church. I don't serve God. In my heart, I don't care about him. And now when you are dying, you try to call Jesus, you know, you got to, say, you got to take, take me, right? Save me or take me my soul. I don't know whether God will say Right? When you are okay, when you are smooth, you run away far from me, and then you are dying, you're trying to call me. Right? Just like you don't even be close to your friend, and when you need help, you call them. Right? Normally, you don't cultivate relationship. You know, 10 years since you left high school, you don't call that friend. And then you, you're in trouble, you want to call him to help you. Do you think they'll answer your call? No. So, it is very important for us to know the world is passing away. Yeah, we are not telling you to be pessimistic or very, very negative about life. But we must know one thing. The world is passing away. Now, this is a very important concept. You cannot totally remove evil desire. This is not possible. Because we still have our body. We are still living in this life. The lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of the life is always there until the moment we die. It may, some of the desire may decrease over ages. What desire may decrease when you get older? Desire of the flesh, right? Right now you are very full of hormones, young, right? The desire of the flesh is, is high. But when you get like 80 years old, right? No, no hormone anymore, right? Then many things you cannot do, right? When you're young, you like to try to eat a lot of things, right? But when you come to our age, you know, the, the thing we worry is, right, we eat too much. Even eat a little bit, right? Suddenly, you look at the scale, right? And sometimes you don't digest, right? You don't digest. So your, your desire on food may decrease, right? How about the watching, lots of the eyes? Right? When you get older, your eyes are so dim. Sometimes I look at the computer for five minutes. Oh, my eyes are you know, so dry. <laughs> oh, I don't want to watch anymore. Oh, the screen so small. So over the years, some of the lust of the eyes and flesh may decrease because of your body is aging. Right? 
But the, the pride may not decrease. The pride may increase when you're getting older. You want people to recognize you. You want achievement. You want position. You may not want money, but you want position. Right? So what I was saying is, the Bible said the desire of the lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, power of light is always there. You cannot totally eradicate because you're still living. But you can replace it with another desire. So those desires to the world may decrease. If you desire God more, then your desire on the world will decrease. We should not pray, oh God, remove the desire. Oh, you know, I wanted to watch those things. I wanted to do partying. I want those kind of things. Remove those desires. No, you don't pray to God to remove those desires. You pray to God to draw you closer to Him. That is the key. Because when you pray to God, you, God, draw me closer to you. Every day you want to draw close to God. Every minute you want to draw close to God. Then of course, the, the other things cannot really attract you anymore. Just like you're very attracted to your spouse. Other, any other person will, will not steal your heart. They are there. You don't have to kill them, right? You cannot say, oh, in order not to commit adultery, I have to kill all the women outside. Right? It's impossible. You cannot do it. Right? I have to smash. In order not to watch porn, I have to smash every computer in the house. <laughs> now your father will kill you, right? Your brother will kill you. How, why, what, what do you want to do with me with the computer? In order to not to watch bad things, I have to cut the internet. So nobody in the house will use the internet with me. This is too extreme, right? The best way is, God, draw me closer to you. Draw me, attract me, attract me, attract my heart. So the mother's heart is totally for you. And when my heart is for you, then the world will become very dim, very little attraction. Yeah, sometimes you can use it, but after five minutes, ten minutes, you feel so boring. There was a preacher, bear the testimony. Before he became a preacher, he was a youth. He has a habit of watching movies. That was 40 years ago. But that preacher already, he is a fan of movies. Because he thinks in, in this life, there's not many things that he cannot travel to many places because he lived in Taiwan 40 years ago, right? But in movie, whether it's from Taiwan movie or international movie, in movie you, you see the scenery of everywhere. Plus, movie stories are very fascinating that you don't see in, in daily life. So he really was into movie. He was a fan. And you know what? He basically have to watch movie every single day. Okay. At that time, there's no live stream. There's no Netflix. If you watch movie, you have to pay a ticket and go to the cinema. But he was so addicted. Basically, he, he was sharing, right? If he didn't watch movie that single day, he'll feel he's missing something. Like this emptiness. He feel that he must watch any movie and go to the cinema. You know, in cinema, when you go to some, some time period, Less popular time is cheaper. So basically, he must go. And sometimes even afternoon service, you know, even after evening service, like in Taiwan, evening service, 7.30, maybe to 8.30. You say, where should I go? No, itching, itching. Yang yang, right? I should watch movie. 
But he was going to make sure no brother and sister is around. So we go to the movie theater, you kind of see. Of course, he was not watching porn or those kind of like a ra X-rated movie. No, he's not. He was watching just normal movie. But at that time, you know, still people regarded watching too much movie is not that good. So we have to do it secretly. So every night, every day, you have to watch movie. Of course, as I mentioned, he mentioned, it's not, he's not watching porn. But, you know, in movie, in order to attract box office, you've got to have some taking off clothes, nudity, love scenes, those kind of things, coarse languages, and then, and then fight, and then killing. Something which is not really edifying. But he cannot control himself, you know, because he's already addicted. Now, nothing wrong with movie. But if you don't watch a movie, you are not feeling well. You must do it, and then you, you are okay. Then you are, you are addicted. You are controlled by it. Nothing wrong with video game. But if every single day you have to play video game, if you don't play video game, you cannot sleep. Oh, then you are addicted. Right? Anything, if you are controlled by it, it's become a, the devil's tool. Control you. So that preacher, at the time he wasn't a preacher yet, he was thinking to himself, if I keep doing this, is it good? So he was praying one day. He prayed about this. He's asking Jesus. He's asking Jesus, Jesus, is it right? And then suddenly there's a sound tell him, it is enough. It is enough. Go. They can't go. It is enough. Very clear. The voice happened to him a few times. It is enough. Well, I can't, can't go. And then he knew, yeah, maybe it is very clear because I, I pray about it and I'm, control, I'm controlled by it, so I pray about it and Jesus gave me a very clear answer. And then so he started praying hard for this, quitting this habit. Because he knows he's being controlled. If he's not controlled, it's okay, right? Once in a while, this good movie come out, he's, but he's, he's doing every single day. So he prayed about it and God gave me the answer and thank God every day after he got off work, he come to church to pray. He started to pray more, deeper. And suddenly when he prayed more, filled with the Holy Spirit, what happened? He feels so joy, so much joy in praying. He feels so much joy in singing hymns. He feels so much joy when he read deeper into the Bible. And he tells himself, actually, I'm okay without going to theater. It's not that I must not go, but now when I get closer to God deep in my heart, I don't need to go. I don't need to go to make myself happy. And then he wrote the sharing. He said, actually, from then on, he didn't go to theater any, anymore. He can go if he want to, but I think he doesn't need to. Because most of the time, he knows that those movies in the world, made by the world, common market to attract box office, there's not much edifying going on. So he was free. And because he prayed more, so those spirit touched him more. Later, he signed up for TTP. He found out that actually there's much more joy than, than watching things in the world. But God's love touched him. Because the best story, the best and most fascinating story that we can, human can find is in the Bible. The best love story in the whole world is Jesus' love story to us. And it's real, it's not fiction. So his heart was strong to God. So 
Do not focus on trying to, oh, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, right? Because the more you try to suppress it, the more it will come back to you. You keep telling yourself, I can't, I can't eat chocolate, I can't eat chocolate. You know, no, no, chocolate is not good. Chocolate is bad. Chocolate make me fat. Chocolate is bad. High blood sugar. No, no, chocolate is evil. Throw it away. Throw it away. Don't buy anything. Throw it away. The more you tell yourself, don't do it. Why? The more you crave for it, right? The more you crave for it. But you desire another thing. Oh, now instead of chocolate, I like vegetables. I like I enjoy vegetables. I like cucumber. I like what? <laughs> I like I like celery. I like beets. I like wow. Those kind of natural things then whoa. If you are so enjoying, you know, if you can develop this enjoyment of vegetables, <laughs> then your desire to chocolate is very little, right? Once in a while, maybe you tell yourself once a year, okay, <laughs> celebration. But every day I enjoy so much vegetable, right? But you think vegetable is crap, but because health, I have to eat it, then you, you, you're so painful, right? So our desire on God increase then desire on the world will decrease. But you have to pray to God to help you increase the desire to Him. Because this is again the flesh. This needs to be cultivated. This spirit desire needs to be cultivated. Right? Let's read Psalm 42, verse 1 to 2. Psalm 42, verse 1 to 2. Let's read together. One, two, three. Was blocked. Sorry, I was blocking you. Two. I think you should have your own Bible. Why? Why will you read from my screen? Huh? Everybody's so lazy to turn off your own Bible. Verse two. Wow, my soul thirsts for God like deer pants for waters. You know, this kind of heart is what we need, but we are lacking today. So pray that you can thirst for God. Write it down, very important. Every day, pray that you thirst for God, just like you thirst for whatever you put there. Pray that you thirst for God, just like you thirst for a Netflix show. Pray that you thirst for God, just like you thirst for a video game. Right? Pray, pray that you thirst for God just like you, you thirst for comics, right? If you like reading comics or, or, or fiction. At least the same, right? Or more. More is even better. Pray you thirst for God more than you thirst for the well. This deer, when it's run away from the enemy, run the whole day, there's nothing at first. It thirsts for water in the brook because only water can satisfy the thirst. At that time, if you give him alcohol, if you give this pan, this deer, hey, this bear here, this is alcohol here, right? You will not satisfy. Only water, pure water. Brother and sister, if you're so bored, if you're so empty, not the world that can satisfy you. It's God, His living water, pure water, Spirit of God, the truth. Last verse I want to share with you. In Psalm, a song of song, chapter 1, verse 4. 
Song of Songs, chapter 1, verse 4. Chapter 1, verse 4. Underline in your Bible. Very, very important. Verse 4. Verse 4. Let's read together. One, two, three. Draw me away, the daughters of Jerusalem. We will run after you. Underline this verse. This is a prayer. This is a prayer that asks the king or the, the, the groom to draw the bride close to her, close to him. Right? The church asked Jesus, You must attract me so that I can run after you. If we are not attracted by Jesus, we will not run toward Jesus. Today, a lot of youth, they left Jesus. Why? Because they run toward the, they're running toward the world. They're attracted by the world. So that is, you see them less and less. Because they don't pray that God attract me. But if today everyone pray that God attract me, and then you'll find God very attractive. Right? The house of God is very attractive. Every single moment, you feel that you are so attracted by our Lord Jesus Christ, His church, His truth, His Holy Spirit. So the rest of the time, we're going to pray. We pray that, God, please attract me every single day, more than any other things. Right? And then, you can bring other youth to come to run toward Jesus Christ. But first of all, you yourself must run to Jesus. Let's all come out and pray together.